Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by Andy Wells, your realtor for all your real estate needs. Trey Blossom and I are going to talk about the LSU Tiger baseball team, the NCAA baseball regionals. Trey's got a lot of stuff about the NBA playoffs. Also, Belmont Stakes, a little horse racing for you at the end of today's episode of Sports Takes. You're going to hear from Andy Wells in just a moment, but you can call or text him at 225-772-6000. Easy number to remember, 225-772-6000. You'll hear from Andy Wells in just a minute. Hey, Talking Sports with TK, available on all your major platforms. We want you to share this with all your friends. Lots of different podcasts coming out, and you can check that out. Connect with me on social media. It's a great way to keep up. I'm happy to connect with you. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, and I am the oldest dude on TikTok, Talking Sports with TK. Check it out. Let's hear from Andy Wells. He'll tell you what he can do from you for you in the real estate world. Then we'll be back, and we'll be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes right here, a part of Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Kelly Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman, as mentioned, for this episode of Sports Takes. Please share this with all of your friends. We appreciate that very much. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you doing, sir? Doing good, Tommy. Doing good. Well, i tell you who else is doing good is LSU Baseball, as they uh, won four straight elimination games after losing the first game in the Eugene, Oregon Regional. The Tigers advanced to the Super Regional in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, like Coach Maneri said, a lot of people counted them uh, out dead, especially after they lost that first game. But, but wow, what a story about LSU baseball. Coach Maneri, as everyone knows, has announced that he's retiring at the end of this season. Wow, it's just an unbelievable story that is still going on. Well, it certainly is, and a lot of us have been up a little bit later than we would have liked the last couple of evenings. I, I certainly am one of them. I started watching the game Sunday night thinking, well, I'll tune out and go to bed at some point in time. We had a big family reunion this weekend, and I was tired, but I was also wired out watching the game and uh, wired up, and I, I couldn't get to sleep for a couple of hours after that game ended Sunday night, and Similar situation last night. Uh, Great effort by the Tigers, as you said, four straight elimination games. Uh, Six of 16 super regional teams are coming from the SEC now, Tommy, with LSU's inclusion. Uh, Other than being shut down by Alec Jacob, Gonzaga's star pitcher, the Tigers played very well. And after watching him play the remainder of the tournament, you just have to think that Jacob is just that good, Tommy. 
Yeah, he really is. And, and the way I described it on the Sports Shorts Daily video this morning with Ronnie Rance, this was a team effort. Now, I know baseball is a team game, but now and then you got a guy that'll take the team on his back or like the Gonzaga pitcher Jacob, you know, be the difference in the game from the mound. But this was a team effort with, with, with different guys coming through with the timely hits, making nice defensive plays. Guys stepped up on the mound for LSU. It was a, it was a true definition of a team effort. And yeah, they're motivated to play for Paul Maneri and send him out on a good note. Uh, I, I caution people that the work's not done yet. Just because you you won the regional, there's a lot more that can, can happen in front of you. And uh, it's just a tremendous story. Uh, and last night's game, man, that, that's – let me tell you this, right? I watched college baseball all day yesterday. I watched a slugfest between Ole Miss and Southern Miss with 10,000 people in the stands and just 11 home runs or whatever it was. Then Arkansas with the pinch hit three-run jack in front of 12,000 fans to in the bottom of the eighth inning to break a tie. And then the LSU game, which was a true chess match between two really good coaches and, and players just leaving it all out there for both teams. You know, and it's very hard to win a baseball game. And it's very hard to win a baseball game when that team in the other dugout is also trying to win a baseball game. So uh, to me, it was it was it was just every bit as good as March Madness ever could be. Me being a baseball purist and an enthusiast, and lucky enough to play the game through the collegiate level. So I just think it it, it, it was high energy drama, college baseball at its best. Uh, what what a, a stage to be on. And LSU got the team victory in, in remarkable fashion. Well, Tommy, look, uh, Gavin Dugas, the regional MVP, five others, Dylan Cruz, Zach Arnold, Jordan Thompson, Javen Coleman, and A.J. Lavas, all on the all-tournament team. Drew Bianco and Trey Morgan could have easily been on the all-tournament team. As it was, LSU got six of 15 spots on that team. I I'll tell you what amazed me last night, Tommy, was with the game tied in the bottom of the eighth, LSU with runners on the corner and one out, and a guy on first base who had never stolen a base or even tried to, they kept throwing to first base. They kept throwing to first base, throwing over. He wasn't even taking a lead. He's standing on the bag, and they keep throwing to first base. And then the pitcher, th he balks because he's, he's got the guy on first base in his head. The guy at third base was the winning run, not the guy at first base. I thought that was very questionable coaching by Oregon there. Well, it was a chess match because it was a perfect spot for the squeeze butt. And the Oregon coach was trying to prevent or, or, or get a read on a squeeze butt. And did Maneri have the, the call on? Did he take it? Which he took it off right before the balk, we learned later. But he was trying to, yeah, he knew Beloso wasn't going anywhere from first base. That, that dude couldn't outrun me and you. Right. So, you know, so it was, you know, when he kept lobbing it over there, okay, which I always taught kids, throw the ball to first with a little something on it. I'm thinking he's going to screw this up. He's going to throw one away. And then that winning run is going to roll in. But then all of a sudden, you know, the Oregon coach has the, the first baseman and third baseman crash in anticipation of a squeeze butt. And the pitcher just kind of lost it for a minute, and he threw to the guy when he was 20, 25 feet away from the bag, which is a balk. And then, of course, the win, the win ultimately was a win and run, moved in. So it was a huge chess match that Paul Maneri won. And, yeah, and, you know, yeah. the kid made a mistake uh, on the mound. 
for Oregon. And look, Oregon's a lot better baseball team than I thought going in. I didn't know much about them at all other than what I read about them when LSU got assigned to that regional. But they, they had a lot of good baseball players in there. Coach is really good, played on a national championship team at Pepper 9 in 92. And he, he knows what he's doing. He's been around in some big-time programs. And, you know, uh, so it, to me it was just really – really fun so uh I, I was happy about all of that stuff and now here's the thing lsu advances to the super regional they'll play tennessee six weeks ago tennessee swept lsu in knoxville but here's the thing the run differential in those three games was four runs it was two one run games and a two run game all three games which could have went either way down the stretch so i think lsu's got the momentum i've always said confidence is the most dangerous thing in sports and they are confident after what they did out there in Eugene. And uh, I think they got a great shot. Uh, this re Super Regional will start Saturday night at 6 o'clock in Knoxville. It's going to be a packed house. It's going to be wild and crazy, just like we saw at Ole Miss, like we saw at Arkansas on TV yesterday. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, I'll tell you. And don't count LSU out. And they, can, they got an excellent chance to win two out of three. I totally agree with that, Tommy, and I like that we got swept in the previous series. Certainly agree that we're going in with momentum. Look, I'm a big LSU fan, but I'm a casual viewer of baseball. Uh, I just, you know, you know, I watch the NBA all the all the time. I just don't really have time to get into LSU baseball. But generally, later in the season, I start tuning in. What surprised me are the quality freshmen on this team, Tommy. And maybe they're growing up a little bit here late in the season, but uh, we are loaded with freshman talent. There's a lot of talent, a lot of freshmen, as you mentioned, and that bodes well for the future of LSU baseball. Of course, you know, we don't know who the next coach will be. We'll, we'll learn about that in the coming weeks, I, I would think. Uh, but you're right, a lot of freshmen that stepped up did the job you know they played what's almost 60 baseball games now over 60 whatever it is you know they're not freshmen anymore that's what ronnie rance pointed out you know but they still you know they're new to the this thing about the sec tournament and, and weekend series and then of course the regional thing this is only going to be very good for lsu baseball going forward and i have to say it before we jump to the nba uh, as a college pitcher at Southeastern, my first win as a pitcher came against the Tennessee Volunteers back in 1980. So uh, I think they've recovered from losing to me because now they're, host they're hosting a Super Regional. <laughs> I knew that that was your first win. I had to throw that in there. I, I get to talk about it all week. You know, whatever, well, look, whatever, man, anytime whatever. you're pitching for Southeastern and you beat an SEC team, that's big time, man. Yeah, it was it was a good memory, that's for sure. Well, look, obviously great efforts. I mentioned the guys on the regional, all-regional team. Uh, I, I think special mention has to go out to Coleman. A, a great pitching outing in that second elimination game against Gonzaga, Tommy. He burned up a lot of innings, uh, put us in position to win the game, and that set us up to be in pretty good shape to play two games against Oregon had he not been able to eat up that many innings in that game, who knows what would have happened. You know, well, I think as, that was really important for the Tigers. As the old saying goes, he grew up right in front of us in that six plus innings that he threw. And now he's got confidence. I mean, you know, he, he went out there and, 
he got that done. And if they got a call on him or they insert him into the game this weekend in Knoxville, he's going to have confidence and hopefully he can have a good outing. But that, that, and of course, AJ Lavis keeping him in there on Sunday for, you know, his eight innings plus strong performance. I mean, it was a team effort. I mean, yeah, we got, you know, Dylan Cruz hit the ball and Dugas hit the home runs, but it's a true team effort that won that regional. And, uh, and yeah, it is nice for Coach Maneri, but he'll be the first to tell you it was all about the kids and they deserve to get what they got, but they can't rest on their laurels. It ain't over. Go up to Knoxville and make some more noise. Win, win a couple of more games, and then you're off to Omaha, and anything can happen when you get to Omaha. Uh, we've seen many examples of that over the years. Hey, you're listening to Sports Stakes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. NBA playoffs. Full speed ahead. Trey is our NBA guy. He follows it much closer than I. Trey, I want your comments on the NBA playoffs. Well, first things first, uh, I'm so happy to see the Lakers bounced out by the Suns in the first round. Uh, I saw yesterday they did a study, and it reminded me of every time I hear about a government study, and I have to ask myself, they needed a study to determine that? The study determined that LeBron James was the most hated player in the NBA. Uh, and again, I, I, nobody needs a study for that. Tommy, I don't know, and I can't think of one spot where in the history of sports, a player who was so talented was so universally hated. Well, it's because he won't stay in his lane. You know, yeah, you exactly. Out, exactly. He, he's an uneducated man who is a great athlete, a great basketball player. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a Hall of Famer, all that good stuff. But when he doesn't stay in his lane and he starts trying to talk about social justice and things he doesn't know anything about, that, you know, he, he, you want to watch LeBron James play basketball. You want to watch him help his team win. You want to watch his incredible, incredible athletic ability. You don't, you, know, you don't care about the other stuff. You know, Hollywood learned that lesson in the last decade. That people don't, they want to watch guys on the big screen, girls on the big screen, do their job as actors and actresses. They, they don't want the other stuff. Now LeBron is learning that. And, uh, you know, he needs, needs to stay in his lane and be a great basketball player and, you know, to try to get him in uh, street clothes. Uh, Anthony Davis, by the way, Barkley should win an Emmy for that nickname. The Emmys are tonight. Sports <laughs> Emmys are tonight, by the way. I hope they put a special one in there for Barkley for calling Anthony Davis street clothes. But uh, we'll have to see if the, you know, LeBron, go see if you can get the Lakers to bounce back and do something in the West next year. Nobody cares about the other stuff. Less than 10 people care about what LeBron says about things away from basketball. Yeah, well, it's true. And, uh, again, I'm happy to see him bounced out in the first round. Not a surprise to me. I fully expected the Suns to eliminate the Lakers, and I think they would have done so even if Anthony Davis had been healthy. A couple of other observations from the weekend in the NBA. Dallas loses Game 7 to the Clippers Sunday. They had a five-point lead about halfway through the third quarter, Tommy. And then the Clippers went on a 24-4 to run through the second half of the third quarter to take a 15-point lead, which is what they wound up winning by. I thought there were some horrible calls and some missed calls during that 24-4 to run that enabled them to take the commanding lead. 
And, you know, I, I watch a lot of NBA. I don't think it's the bad calls that affect the outcomes of games so much as it's the no calls. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to share this observation with you. I think the NBA wants the Nets and the Clippers in the final. And I'll be watching from here on out to see if I can find any evidence of that other than what happened Sunday in the Clippers game to give the Clippers an advantage. But uh, Dallas blew, blew that game, I thought, and NBA officials get an assist. But it's obvious at this point in time that Luka is confirming himself as the best young player in the NBA. Ironically, the guy on his heels is Trey Young. They were traded for each other on draft night. Atlanta had drafted Luka, and a trade was arranged, and Dallas took Trey Young for Atlanta. I, I don't know why Atlanta would not want to keep Luka, but they got themselves a pretty good player in Trey Young as well. I'm interested to see how Dallas tries to build around Luka. They failed, not totally, but they mostly failed at building great teams around Dirk for the 20-plus seasons that he was there. I hope that they learn from that and they get Luca some help so that outstanding young guy can win some titles. In the losing effort Sunday, Tommy, Luka Doncic had 47 points, 7 rebounds, and 14 assists. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Yeah, so the NBA playoffs, they made like it seems like they've been in the playoffs for like six months, and you know. Well, it's because there's there's two and three games every night during the opening round. That narrows itself down to no more than two games a night from here on out. Some nights just a single game. But look, it's been fun to watch, and it'll be fun to watch moving forward. We get uh, Utah playing without Conley tonight against the Clippers, who are coming off of a seven-game series. They played Sunday afternoon. They've got to play again tonight. I like Utah to advance against the Clippers, but as I just said, I think the NBA wants the Clippers to advance, so we'll uh, see what happens relative to that. I think uh, Denver will come back to make it a series against the Suns after losing last night. The I thought I was watching a replay of the Dallas Clipper game last night. Tommy, Denver was ahead 70-60, to 60 with 8.13 to go in the third quarter. They were outscored 62 to 35 the rest of the way. I don't know how that happens. I mean, I watched the game, and I don't know how. How are you ahead 70 to 60 through two and a third quarters, and then you get beat 62 to 35 the rest of the way? Uh, you know, sports sometimes – you, you witness enigmas like that, and that certainly was one. But, uh, hey, they go back at it tonight. Atlanta defeated Philadelphia in game one of their second-round series. They go at game two tonight. As I said, the Clippers open up their second-round series at Utah in the late game. I certainly will be uh, be watching and enjoying it, Tommy. Sounds really good, Trey Blossman. And as we push towards the end of this episode of Sports Takes, Trey, you got a comment on the Belmont Stakes, the third leg of the Triple Crown in horse racing. I do, Tommy. I'm a huge fan of horse racing. I started going to the track right after I got out of college. Uh, maybe I was still in college. A friend of mine, Dave Maynard, his mother 
his grandmother rather had a box at the fairgrounds and she was getting to be fairly elderly and she didn't use it very often. She didn't go much, but she kept the box and she allowed David to use it. And we started going on Saturday and Sunday afternoons to the racetrack. And I really developed a like for it. Uh, I know a lot of people who have owned horse races, uh, Brian Krantz, whose family used to own Jefferson Downs and the fairgrounds is a good friend of mine. He dated one of my cousins in high school. He graduated with one of my brothers and my late cousin, Mike Swords from St. Paul's in 1978. I've uh, been to Jefferson Downs when his family owned it many, many times. Uh, so I, I've seen a lot of horse races. And I always watch the big races. And I thought going into the Kentucky Derby that essential quality was a triple crown contender. Well, coming out of the gate in the Kentucky Derby, which is always a crapshoot because they have so damn many horses. I think 21 or 22 horses started that race. Well, essential quality got bumped coming out of the gate. And he really never recovered. He wound up running fourth, which may be improved to third, depending on what happens with the doped horse that won. They haven't made a decision there. But he did not get a start in the Preakness. But he did get a start in the Belmont. Essential quality ran a great race, uh, won down the stretch and what uh, turned into a match race between the first two horses and uh, got a solid win in a triple crown race for essential quality. Uh, very great race. And I was happy to see that a horse that I thought so highly of just a month and a half ago was able to uh, get a big win there in the Belmont. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a lot of things going away, going on away from the track in the world of horse racing, and you know those people who pay attention to that. I'm like you; I follow the big races, and but you're more of a horse racing fan than I. But I, I do understand and respect the, the sport. It's just that there's a lot of a lot of goings on. So let's just say it that. But but that's in any sport if you really boil it down. So we'll just uh, have to see how that goes. Trey Blossman, as always, we appreciate your time. We encourage folks to share this episode of Sports Takes and be looking for uh, many different types of episodes that are all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Trey, thank you very much. Thank you, Tommy. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.